All right. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Seaweed Brain. This week, we have an appointment with the horse friend herself, uh, Reyna. <laughs> no, it's actually a pretty serious, uh, a pretty serious section. <laughs> uh, my bad. Um, <laughs> stuff is going to get real, but, um, but, but in a, you know, in a rewarding, cathartic way. Uh, so uh, stick around. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back, Maddie and Molly from Fatal Flaw. I know you missed us. I know this whole week you've been like, man, I wish I could hang out with Maddie and Molly a little bit more. So here we are. That's what I've been thinking. Well, what Carter said in the intro was true. We're going to giggle today, but we're also going to talk about some very serious stuff with our main girl, queen, the queen herself, Raina. I'm going to go out and hype this up. This is my favorite non-Persabeth-related perspective in any of the Heroes of Olympus. That's big. That's a big one. Yeah. We should also probably make a note here um, for people listening that when we say it's going to get real, I think specifically, like, we're going to be talking about Orion again, and this is a story that is about someone who is a violent serial abuser of women, so let's, you know, proceed with that knowledge. Absolutely. I also highly encourage everyone to have their text out with them today as we go through this episode because I have a feeling, and I don't mean you guys, I just mean listeners. I didn't mean to call you guys. (laughs) The looks on your faces were so stressed. I did not understand the assignment. That was just a cute, I was just taking a cute opportunity to like bring our listeners in and say like, get out your books (laughs) because we're going to be doing some readings today, I'm sure. Also, before we get started, Maddie and Molly, you've never been here for anything having to do with Reyna. So if you would like to share your background feelings about this character before we talk about this big, important moment for her, please do. I like Reyna. She's a good character, but I don't have very strong feelings for her in one way or the other. That's so fair. That's totally fair. I do love this. I love this part, like this scene. It's so powerful. It's one of my favorites in like the Heroes of Olympus series but i just don't have any connection to reyna that is fair we'll get an outsider perspective (laughs) that's not the case for me (sighs) i love reyna i am delighted that i get to be on this episode it was actually i think my like request to be on this episode specifically because reyna and also this part oh my god um no i love (laughs) reyna i love especially her connections with annabeth um, and how they're kind of foils of each other in a lot of ways. I love her connections with Nico. She's good as a character and she's good for the narrative. There's no scene that Reyna is in that doesn't have a like heightened level of like drama or stakes. Yes. yes she has true. a fucking cloak. Literally the second <laughs> oh, she yeah. walks in, it's just like leveled up. Oh, yeah. Things are serious when you have a coat. Don't tell Edna Mode, but this girl's got a cape. <laughs> okay. 
And it's going to come in handy. It's going to come in handy. So we last left it off. Reyna, Nico, and Hedge after, if you will recall, Nico fully ghost kinged Bryce Lawrence. Whatever happened there, we it's may not fully now. know. Yeah. It was scary, though. <laughs> he slept for three days following that. Coach Hedge cured him with some nature magic. And he may be stronger than ever, question mark. When he woke up, the Pegasus Calvary showed up, led by the titular Pegasus himself, the Lord of all horses. The first thing I noticed in this scene was how respectful Reyna was when she spoke with Lord Pegasus. Absolutely. She like knelt before him and said, thank you for your help, Lord Pegasus. Like she uses all the proper titles and she's just got this like gravitas. You can tell like she knows the etiquette. She knows the respect that everybody deserves. That was the first thing that st- stood out to me. She's royalty. Mm. Stately. Stately. That's a yeah. good one. Yeah. Because we're flying into Camp Half-Blood, basically. Straight there with the Athena Parthenos, swerving around Octavians, onagers, important that they exist. And we end up landing the Parthenos on a, like, ship. It's like a personal yacht, I thought. Oh, yeah. I th- oh, yeah, no, it is a yacht. And there is a beautiful long section where Reyna demonstrates this reverence for lord pegasus and talks about how beautiful his coat is and it's like she always thought he'd be pure white but he actually is a mixture of like all the coats of all the horses because he represents all horses on one hand i was like that's cute and on another hand i was like is this a weird metaphor about multiculturalism i can't tell (laughs) but lord pegasus says to coach hedge who interprets naturally he actually didn't come to hedge reina and nico because of the message coach hedge sent he came because of reina Apparently, Lord Pegasus experiences the feelings of all winged horses, and he followed your friendship with Sip... Scipio. Skippy. <laughs> Pegasus says he's never been more touched by a demigod's compassion for a winged horse. He gives you the title... Horse friend! Horse friend. <laughs> Say it again for the people horse in the back. Friend. Horse friend. Horse friend. Horse friend. Oh horse friend. <laughs> this is a great honor. And it is. Listener... It is. This is so out of pocket. I love it. I don't mind it, but it's so out of pocket. Like, where is it coming from? Why all of a sudden? We didn't even know Scipio. We we did not know him like that. I get that Reyna did, but we did not. And all of a sudden, we're talking about the mottled fur. We're talking about the red on his muzzle. It's cute, but I was also very confused about what was going on. Rick wrote this book for the horse girls, and he knew Mm -hmm. that they needed this scene. Mm -hmm. He was like, they have made it through four books with only, like, one horse, and now we've got to get a little bit of horse magic in there and spice it up. We're spicing it up. Yeah, apparently, Coach Hedge's nature magic may have made Nico stronger than ever because now he is sending people to sleep and like banishing them to dream states which seems like maybe should only be a power of the hypnos kids mm-hmm. but Why not? he's, he's really doing it yeah Raina's <laughs> like damn Nico what's going on not to be a Shakespeare kid but Hamlet the to be or not to be which makes like explicit connections between death and sleep Maybe it is a Hades power to sleep for chance to dream. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Leveled up. It's true. It would make sense that this is a part of Nico's powers. We just haven't seen it before. And it's definitely exciting that he is able to do stuff because like five seconds ago, he was walking through trees in the middle of daylight. 
And as they're sitting here on this yacht, the Legion, the Roman Legion, sends them a welcoming committee. Quote, apparently Octavian has been busier than I realized, building a navy for the Roman Empire. Because, you know, normally, they, like, back in the set of Neptune, they had, like, one boat. Like a rowboat. Uh, out in San Francisco. <laughs> <laughs> so the people who are coming in this welcoming committee, it's Mike Kahale, Layla, who I've never heard of before in my life. Who is that? She's new. Daughter of Ceres? Ceres. Like, like, cereal. Daughter of Ceres? goddess of cereal and dakota <laughs> who we will remember as being a son of bacchus from son of neptune the one who's always drunk on kool-aid that's him yes and reina's like <laughs> yes we get it now we get it now there's a big gasp from maddie a gasp of recognition yeah reina notes that this is sort of an odd choice of people to bring for a fight like a son of bacchus daughter of series is um the roman name for demeter of course so we're, we're not expecting um combat from from this person necessarily I wonder what could happen. Yeah, interesting. Mm. There's kind of some weird vibes going Two on. What's going the on? Three Romans are people we know as friends. Hmm. Mm. They refer to her as former praetor, though, which definitely stings. Mm. And Mike mentions that they have orders to arrest her and to literally execute Nico. Jesus, the Romans really be like that. There's a really cool dialogue on page 359. Very dramatic political stuff about who's in charge who the Romans should be loyal to, whether or not Reyna abandoned them, what Octavian's been up to. But Dakota keeps, like, winking at Reyna. Um, <laughs> like, ar, ar. he's probably blinking because he's drunk on Kool-Aid and he doesn't know what's going on. No, he's squinting. He needs glasses. <laughs> <laughs> so That's true. That's a callback to last week's um, episode, if it's been a minute for you. Go listen. <laughs> I do love this. I really love this whole well, I'm just following orders, but they're not the right orders because yeah. in the previous chapters, Leo dropped the actual word conscientious objector, except it was totally out of left field. It was like, I'm a conscientious objector to flying eagles or something like that. He like totally <laughs> name dropped it out of nowhere. And then a few pages later, it comes back maybe rick wanted kids to like look this up maybe he wanted them to just have heard mm. this word before but then reina is like bringing up not just the word but the concepts behind it so i think that is a little bit of a lesson for yes rick. absolutely there's a lot weaving in we'll keep bringing it up when reina keeps mentioning this idea of forgiveness and following mm -hmm. orders and everything at this point, basically, right as a fight's maybe going to happen between the two parties, we hear the voice of Octavian telling everyone to drop their weapons. We're confused why is Octavian saying this. We see a silhouette approaching in the distance, something large and something flying. What is it? It's Tyson and Ella Whoa. returning. This is so fun. It's been forever since we have really had an interaction with both of them. It's been forever since we've had real meaningful interaction with Tyson, I think. Yeah. Which is very fun. Who doesn't love Tyson and Ella? They're so talented. They have so many skills. <laughs> so much they're knowledge really doing a, and they're power doing the between work. the two of them. Yeah, Tyson shows up and immediately just knocks Mike out. Just like a little bonk on the head. Okay. Done. Over. <laughs> just, like the, just like the meme. Bonk. <laughs> In the words of the immortal Tyson, we have come to save you. Hooray for us. Yay. <laughs> He's right. Again, so this idea of following orders and, uh, you know, who is evil, who is not. Tyson is like, are these people not bad? Raina says, no, they were just following bad orders. How do we feel about that? Um, 
Mm, you know <laughs> apparently dakota and layla were like no, no no we were planning on switching sides the whole time which is pretty clear to us and they say like the legion's not nearly as united as michael claimed we don't trust all the auxilia forces octavian has gathered so stakes are high the romans are definitely splitting into factions dakota and layla were here to like help reina take down rome from the inside and i was like what is this reminding of what's what is the vibe I'm getting here. It was giving me a little bit of like showing back up at Hogwarts with Dumbledore's army and infiltrating and f- plotting underground and being like, no, yeah. we're the real ones. Um, sorry to bring it up, but that was the vibe I got. You're referring to like the Deathly Hollows, right? Where like everyone comes in through yes. the pub. Where Aberforth yeah. lets them in. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it is true. Like there, there's um, a frenetic energy to the pacing that we get at this moment where we realize that like mm-hmm. there are actually no sides and everyone is sort of imploding upon everyone. But also that like <laughs> everyone is like armed to the teeth and ready to like fuck everyone else up. Then it really yeah. is giving the same energy of like, wow, so much is happening. So much is about to happen. <laughs> yeah, we're here. It's about to be dawn, the prophecy day. So it's time for whatever is going to happen to happen. Layla then goes and says this isn't treason, like, what we're about to do because we are acting on direct orders from our Praetor. Reyna is still our Praetor, which is just beautiful. It shows that the people are still loyal to her and this whole fear that she's been having about the fact that she may or may not have killed her father. Maybe she could be forgiven for that. What a fascinating lesson in political realism and, like, the, you know, nature <laughs> of legitimate um, sovereignty. <laughs> <laughs> not only are they not going to hurt Dakota and Layla, they're not going to hurt Michael. He shouldn't be harmed in any way. Because, you know, he was just trying to be loyal to Octavian and do his best to do good. And not only do we get to think about these ideas here, but I just like the fact that it shows that Reyna's super forgiving because I've sort of always read her, I guess, through the lens of her being kind of ferocious. Yeah. Um, A hard-ass bitch. Yeah. 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 She is. Yeah. <laughs> HBIC. Yeah, because she's been leading a ruthless army of child soldiers for much of her young adulthood. It is a little concerning. I <laughs> Don't hurt him. Sure, yes, we're all on board for that. Don't bind him. This is a powerful opponent. You're just going to, like, have him chillin'? That's a little bit much for me. But, like, I respect it. I respect the journey that she's going on. Good for her. She's learning how to forgive. Yeah, but we're about to see her be unforgiving, which is going to be great. <laughs> so at this point, she's about to split up from Nico and Hedge. Bottom of page 365. Nico sheathed his black sword. You sure about this, Rana? I don't like leaving you alone. Blackjack whinnied and licked the side of Nico's face. Gah, okay, I'm sorry. Nico wiped off the horse spit. Reyna's not alone. She's got a herd of excellent pegasi. Reyna couldn't help but smile. I'll be fine. With luck, we'll meet again soon enough. We'll fight side by side against Gaia's forces. Be careful. And Ave Rome, Dakota and Layla repeated the cheer. Tyson furrowed his single eyebrow. Who is Ave? It means go Romans. Reyna clapped the Cyclops' forearm. But uh, by all means, go Greeks, too. The word sounded strange in her mouth. She faced Nico. She wanted to hug him, but wasn't sure the gesture would be welcome. She extended her hand. It's been an honor questing with you, son of Hades. Nico's grip was strong. You're the most courageous demigod I've ever met, Reyna. I... He faltered, perhaps realizing he had a larger audience. I won't let you down. See you on Half-Blood Hill. Ooh. Ooh. Oh. oh, the mutual respect, the admiration, the sisterhood. It really is the right way for them to 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 launch into this final section. For Nico mm-hmm. to almost yes. say something very emotionally vulnerable and revealing, and not quite get there. But <laughs> I really love this because I feel like 
Nico and Reyna's journey together is what Rick was trying to do with the entire seven, but we never mm. really got. Like, they actually have this, like, mm. legitimate emotional connection that you can tell that they're really close. They've been through hell and back together, and you can tell, especially in this scene, that they really have an emotional connection together, and I think it's so meaningful to see, like, these two demigods that did not know each other before going on a quest across the, like, halfway across the world, coming together and, like, having this journey together. And it's really touching, and I love it. It is really touching. It's so beautiful. Remember when Rick did this every time in every book, you would have one quest with somebody and understand that they have a specific strong relationship with the other people on the quest with them. Wow, that was a moment. Nostalgic. Remember Titan's Curse when we met Zoe and Talia <laughs> for the first time and by the end of that book, we understood all of the relationships everyone had with everyone else? You said, do you remember? <laughs> of course I remember. <laughs> I think about it every goddamn day. <laughs> <laughs> and here we are again, building another another set of firm relationship dynamics after only one book. Uh, maybe there's a little gap in between but hey um. <laughs> he reels us back in my toxic relationship with Rick Riordan love bombing me with Nico and Reyna's relationship in this book so that I come back and read Trials of Apollo okay <laughs> this is also you know I am definitely somebody who always thinks when I'm reading a book or watching a TV show or something when two characters have a meaningful goodbye to one another because they're splitting up one of them is gonna die I'm pretty much always convinced. And it's so this is definitely it. setting up for We're me ready. what's going to happen with Reyna. In this moment, you know, she thinks about what her father would say about what she's doing. Because in a way, she is kind of going against Octavian, who's currently in charge of Rome. She thinks about her mom. She thinks about the ghosts back in San Juan and what they would say to her and whisper to her. And she's really, you know, on the verge of a breakdown. But Blackjack is there. Our good old friend, speaking of Titan's mm -hmm. Curse, to comfort her. He sort of nuzzles into her because she's, of course, a horse friend now. And capital horse H, friend capital is capitalized, F. yes. <laughs> she is horse friend, actually. There's no article adjective. And she cries. She breaks down. And she really lets it all out. Everything she's been holding in, which is so beautiful because we know she's all about her endless well of strength and that strength she lends to others. And she says a prayer to her mom to help her. This is a beautiful moment. The time alone that we as a reader get with Reyna mm -hmm. to peer into this vulnerable part of her preparing for this final battle is so sacred. And just as she starts saying this prayer to her mom, something happens and we think that it's a sign maybe from Bologna, but it is the return of Orion, who literally is trying to murder Blackjack. Blackjack. Absolutely criminal. not. Criminal. As though you needed more example of how criminal orion is and what an awful awful creature he is this is a big mm. no scream mm. i let out rereading this when the first arrow struck blackjack's flank oh my god i feel like this is one of those things where like i i don't know like is there something about animal cruelty that like they need to include towards the end as like a level up of the overall trauma that's going on because I'm not it's really here so for it. It's just so weird. <laughs> it's so weird because all of the emotion that I was supposed to be feeling for, like, Gaia coming and, like, killing the Earth and whatever is here now mm. when Blackjack is in danger. Literally, the emotion I was supposed to be feeling thinking about one of the seven having to die and I wasn't any nothing <laughs> and then the second Blackjack gets hit with an arrow, Literally. I'm like, not today. Exactly, exactly. This can't be happening. Oh 
Well, it's also because he's from the original series. Yes. We know yes. Blackjack. He's a longtime friend, first time caller. And also because we were so young when we read these books, mm. I don't even have to tell you guys. But like, we really almost feel like we grew up with him a little bit. Like, he's like yeah. one of the most lovable and memorable and iconic characters from the first series. And then he's back and he's in danger. It's, I, I can't even. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's like seven, seven mm-hmm. years that we've known Blackjack. Right. And he's got a fun accent. And that just kind of... <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> and he's from New York City. I know Blackjack's voice. I know Blackjack's voice yeah. better than I know Frank's voice. Yeah. And it sounds... And Very it sounds like Frank. he's mentioned <laughs> donuts at one point. Frank who? <laughs> like, he's got a newsboy cap. Like, he's precious. We love him. <laughs> he's a newsy. But yeah, okay. Yeah. Orion is mm. back. And he is looking bad he's no longer got this like handsome face thing going on love that love when the true evil gets yes. revealed because he's like he's looking a mess from this fight where he massacred a bunch of hunters he should be looking like a bloody mess yes. this arrow that he shot at them is a bomb so the clock is now ticking threatening to blow up reyna and the parthenos blackjack and also the parthenos yeah. right yeah but we do find out that Hilla and Talia are still alive so that's great because we literally have not known the result of that fight this entire time for the past eight chapters okay you just want to read it I think we just have to read this Raina laughed ah Orion the giant smile wavered you have a strange sense of humor girl what are you laughing about Bologna has answered my prayer she doesn't fight my battles for me she doesn't guarantee me easy victory she grants me opportunities to prove myself She gives me strong enemies and potential allies. Orion's left eye sparked. You speak nonsense. A column of fire is about to destroy you and your precious Greek statue. No ally can help you. Your mother has abandoned you, as you abandoned your legion. But she hasn't, Reyna said. Bologna wasn't just a war goddess. She wasn't like the Greek Enyo, who was simply an embodiment of carnage. Bologna's temple was where Romans greeted foreign ambassadors. Wars were declared there, but peace treaties were also negotiated. Lasting peace, based on strength. 301. Reyna drew her knife. Bologna gave me the chance to make peace with the Greeks and increase the strength of Rome. I took it. If I die, I will die defending that cause. So I say my mother is with me today. She will add her strength to mine. Shoot your arrow, Orion. It won't matter. When I throw this blade and pierce your heart, you will die. Orion stood motionless on the waves. His face was a mask of concentration. His one good eye blinked amber. A bluff, he growled. I've killed hundreds like you, girls playing at war, pretending they are equal to giants. I will not grant you a quick death, Praetor. I will watch you burn the way hunters burned me. 231. Blackjack wheezed, kicking his legs against the deck. The sky was turning pink. A wind from the shore caught the camouflage netting on the Athena Parthenos and stripped it away sending the silvery cloth rippling across the sound. The Athena Parthenos gleamed in the early light, and Reyna thought how beautiful the goddess would look on the hill above the Greek camp. It must happen, she thought, hoping the Pegasi could sense her intentions. You must complete the journey without me. She inclined her head to the Athena Parthenos. My lady, it has been an honor to escort you. Orion scoffed. Talking to enemy statues now? Futile. You have roughly two minutes of life. Oh, but I don't abide by your time frame, giant. Reyna said. A Roman does not wait for death. She seeks it out and meets it on her own terms. She threw her knife. It hit true, right in the middle of the giant's chest. 
Orion bellowed in agony, and Reyna thought what a pleasing last sound that was to hear. She flung her coat in front of her and fell on the explosive arrow, determined to shield Blackjack and the other Pegasi, and hopefully protect the mortals sleeping below decks. She had no idea whether her body would contain the explosion, whether her cloak could smother the flames, but it was her best chance to save her friends and her mission. She tensed, waiting to die. She felt the pressure as the arrow detonated, but it wasn't what she expected. Against her ribs, the explosion made only the smallest pop, like an overinflated balloon. Her cloak had become uncomfortably warm. No flames burst forth. Why was she still alive? Rise, said a voice in her head. Ooh. Okay, it was a little further than I intended to read, but... <laughs> wow. Dude. I got so fucking hyped just hearing that. It's so good. I actually did not reread this section. I texted Molly and I said, I'm not rereading this. Erica will read it to me. <laughs> <laughs> and we're gonna, there's another one that we're going to have to read the the moment, the moment in a couple pages. But let's talk about the sacrifice, Carter. The literal sacrifice she intends to make. You. Yes. In case it wasn't clear somehow, Reyna, Reyna is intending and preparing just like, you know, with a few seconds notice to take the hit. She's giving her best shot at killing Orion and then trying to um, prevent the detonation from destroying the statue and destroying the Pegasi which is her attempt to sacrifice herself um, in order to uh, preserve the quest. And wow, it really, like, I think these type, like, narratives of sacrifice, particularly among characters who have not always been foregrounded, can get really dicey. But this one, I feel, really works because it's not, like, there's something about the combination of factors where it's not, like, premeditated or anything. This is not something she's been mm -hmm. struggling with or thinking about a lot. This is just a thing that she feels in the moment. It's that. It's the fact that, like, we're kind of ready for her to die in terms of the way that we've sealed off all of these relationships and reestablished. You know, like, she's, like, gone through and thought about her mother. She's thought about her father. She's, like, closed up her relationship with Nico. She's, like, reasserted her place mm -hmm. within the Legion. Like, all of these loose ends have been sort of tied up but not really, but enough that, like, if it had ended, it would have also made sense. I, I, I think it's the fact that, like, when we're going into this, it's, like, the second most satisfying ending. And it, well, still, like, a really satisfying ending would have been for it to actually be a sacrifice. And yet, there is still so much more to go. So it leaves us with the most satisfying ending, which is that she doesn't sacrifice herself. She tries genuinely and honestly to do so, but is stopped basically by like a more powerful female deity that has the power to protect right. her. Who we kind of think is going to be Bologna, but it actually ends up being Athena, which is beautiful because, again, this is a Greek goddess blessing and shielding this roman leader because what is she standing for she is literally dying on this hill because she wants to see that athena parthenos make its way to camp half-blood and unite the camps uh, the way i gasped out loud when i realized it was athena it ties up Dude. everything the greek roman split yes. how athena is a war goddess and how bologna is the war goddess in Rome and Athena is so disrespected in the Rome. Annabeth Rey yes. thing. Yep. Yes. Absolutely. Next time we meet, it'll be on the field of battle. <gasps> Girl, look how far we've come. Let's and see course, how far we've come. With the important caveat that the villain that they're going up against in all of this is Orion, who's like the archetypal hunter. Like he is the predator, the antagonist. We, we've been through it. We know. We know what Orion is. And the fact that Athena is stepping in for this yes. after being basically absent as like a coherent, thoughtful, positive presence in all of these books. I also think that it literally is supposed to be like 
Athena unites for a moment because she's one of the gods who's struggling mm-hmm. with these like multiple personalities or her however they frame that and it is a literal coming together of Athena she is coherent and her Greek and Roman sides are strong and united in that moment yeah. as a symbol yeah. of the sacrifice that Reina just made for the Greeks. Yes, absolutely. Like it was her sacrifice that brought Athena into clarity exactly. in that moment. I totally agree. It's also like we know we know very well Athena in Greek myth is not a woman who supports other women, but I think that we can forget about that here in this moment and think of Athena in Percy Jackson in the Riot Adverse as stepping in as a older female figure and shielding her and protecting her in this fight against Orion mm. specifically. Like Carter said, like, who, who think about who this man is and what he's done and his specific violences towards women and the way that Reyna is aided by Bologna and Athena and the hunters and the Amazons all have been fighting against this man. The other thing I want to say about her sacrifice and why I think it's so satisfying is because she isn't really a villain, but she isn't necessarily a protagonist mm-hmm. until this book. Like, she is set up as some kind of antagonist to Annabeth. She is a questionable figure in The Son of Neptune, whether or not we're going to get her favor. And seeing her be able to do something so heroic in this moment is so satisfying. It's not a full villain to hero story. It's not fully mm-hmm. Prince Zuko, but it pulls on the same like emotional heartstrings for me to see her be one of the good guys and so stand up for what she believes in and fight off all of the things that she's been told she's supposed to value and really risk those things that she used to hold dear like her honor and the people who were going to be loyal to her and all of that to really stand up for uniting the camps yeah yeah i think it's super powerful how we have these two characters that like we're working together at the beginning we have octavian and uh reyna who were like together at the very beginning of the heroes of olympus series and They both had two different paths that they could go on. And she could have sided with Octavian in Mark of Athena and said, Mm -hmm. fuck the Greeks. They're horrible. Let's go kill them. And she didn't. And that is so powerful. And this is her like arc that like completes here. And this is her reward. She was able to try and sacrifice herself, but she was protected. And we absolutely love that for her. And it's amazing. I literally, I think I texted Carter when I was doing my first reread of this like a couple months ago. I was in tears reading this. <laughs> I so rarely like actually cry when reading books, but I was actually tearing up at this. Um, okay, there's just a teeny bit left. Orion is still alive. Naturally, he's a giant. Hard to kill him. But the good news is that Reyna has been blessed now by Athena. Her cape is now this blessed shield. And she maybe apparently has like Wonder Woman-like powers. Um, She feels a surge of power as if her mother, Bologna, was lending her her strength as a return for all of the times that she had lent strength to others over the years, which is so beautiful. It's like finally being rewarded for all of that she's done for others. And isn't that the same name as... Talia's shield. Yes. It is a reference yes, to the same yeah. shield. The Aegis is supposed to be like Athena's shield and or breastplate and or cloak. It's sort of ambiguous. It's like a protective garment that um, famously, like in its true original form is also adorned by Medusa's head, which is, yeah, the link to Talia's shield. Mm. But in this case, it's just yeah. her cape, which is badass, but which also is... now magical. It's also such a powerful connection when you think about Medusa as a symbol of survivors of violence against women. 
Um, mm-hmm. That is such a powerful Again, connection. ignoring Athena's problem in that whole situation. But... <laughs> yes, yes. But specifically that that connection there is also really powerful. Absolutely, absolutely. And we're going to see that, we're going to see that revenge play out. Thank God. This is on page 375. Orion instinctively dropped his bow. He clutched at the glimmering fabric, but his fingers steamed and blistered when he touched it. Sour, acrid smoke rose from his neck. Raina pulled tighter. This is for Phoebe, she snarled in his ear. For Kinsey. For all those you killed. You will die at the hands of a girl. Orion thrashed and fought, but Reyna's will was unshakable. The power of Athena infused her cloak. Bologna blessed her with strength and resolve. Not one, but two powerful goddesses aided her. Yet the kill was for Reyna to complete. Complete it, she did. The giant crumpled to his knees and sank in the water. Reyna didn't let go until he ceased to thrash and his body dissolved into sea foam. His mechanical eye disappeared beneath the waves. His bow began to sink. Reyna let it. She had no interest in spoils of war, no desire to let any part of the giant survive. Like her father's mania and all the other ghosts of her past, Orion could teach her nothing. He deserved to be forgotten. Besides, dawn was breaking, and Reyna swam for the yacht. Ooh. Oh my god. Rick really said Happy Women's History Month because <laughs> this section, oh, phenomenal. It's hard to get through without being emotional about it. Like, when you think about men yes. <laughs> who are bad, and there will always be those, unfortunately. And, you know, a moment of, a moment of I don't know, community with our listeners. Sometimes bad things happen in our lives. Yeah. And sometimes you just get to let go of that because sometimes it's not your fault. And I think Reyna is someone who is always... You know, giving her strength and taking on burdens and responsibilities and has such a desire to learn from the past, but knows that ultimately there are some things that aren't your fault and they aren't your responsibility and you get to let that shit go. You get to murder it, throw it in the ocean, metaphorically. (laughs) (laughs) Don't murder people. Don't tell your friends Stevie's brain tells you to murder people. I do not Um, support the glorification of murder. I do support the empowerment of women. (laughs) I support women's rights, but I also, also support, support women's, women's wrongs. wrongs. Absolutely. Some people might, the haters might have some things to say about this. <laughs> they might say it's catchy or too campy or whatever, but you will die at the hands of a girl is an iconic line. Could not improve mm. it. Oh. When it's taken thousands of pages to get here, it's pretty iconic. Yes. Yeah, no notes. No notes. Those are, <laughs> that was great. It really reminds me of sally sally would be so yes i totally agree the final little bit here we have a little two-pager chapter at the end reyna is able to heal blackjack notably with unicorn draught Mm, what does that say about blackjack (laughs) maybe a little little hair toss little flick of the wrist you got thrown off because he was so italian (laughs) as the sun rises on this dawning battle day of the prophecy of the seven reyna watches the first catapult shots fire into Camp Half-Blood. Womp womp. It's going to be a long day for our horse friend. Yeah. She hasn't We forgot slept. the moment. It's like in the middle of her confrontation with Orion. It like, <laughs> it's excellent. And obviously he should leave it in there, but it does like roller coaster the emotions where it's like intensity, violence, trauma. And then we're like, Reyna knew she had to do something because she's a horse friend. Capital letters. And God forbid something <laughs> Rick, what happens is going to Pegasi on the watch of a horse friend. And then we're back at it. It's like, whoa. And it's so true. It's true, though. God forbid it. 
God forbid it. We're all horse friends. I dub us today. Faithful friends to all winged creatures in this. Okay, I'm dead. Okay. <laughs> okay. Thank you so much, Molly and Maddie, for joining us for these past couple weeks, for helping us get through Leo, and then for joining us for this very serious and sacred content today. Thank you for having us. That was brilliant. Thank you so much for having us. This was really such a good part to be able to talk about. I love Would it. Would you like to promote your socials out loud real quick before we sign off? Sure. We are, oh, we have a podcast. Um, uh. our, our podcast is Fatal Flaw and you can find us on Instagram and Twitter at Fatal Flaw PJO. Right. Next time we come back, we will be in Athens with some brand new guests from another Percy Jackson podcast. So we'll see you guys there. Sweet. Bye. Bye.